0: Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up,
1: everybody, and welcome to the Early Edge. Happy Thursday indeed. Listen, we needed a bounce back from the previous two days. What did we do? Let's look at the recap screen before we get things started. Not a bad bounce back. Four and two, and I got to rep out our guy Tim Doyle from the Wednesday show. Look at that Northwestern money line Illinois gets their star back and he still takes Northwestern money line at plus 130. So not only are we four and two, but we had some plus money as well, including my play, my golf play at plus 105. And yes, I do have another golf play and it's another three ball actually today. It's not a head to head, it's a three ball, which you can find at pretty much every book. I know everybody's kind of waiting for that. Everybody in the chat, Philip Conti says, hit the thumbs up button. Philip. You are on it. I was about to say the same thing. Everybody in the chat, please hit the thumbs up button. Ask ask any questions you got. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know what's interesting? We've got these NFC, AFC championship games. And what's up, Buckets? What's up, Maestro? Oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? Buckets, did you start a, a, a new trend? Are you guys doing the button up thing? What's going on here?
2: I wouldn't say that I started it, See, I am more of a follower. I have just seen you rocking it for so long, and I've seen the hot streak that you've been on in your golf plays, and I thought maybe it's an outfit thing. So I've got the little top button. I feel like I'm getting choked, but I
1: don't know if that's just how it is. It's
0: kind of how it is.
1: I'm comfortable with it. Maestro, is that a top button you're wearing too? What's going on here?
0: Yeah, I can barely breathe here, uh, Sia, and I'm not going to continue doing this, but it is in tribute to you because I know that you have stayed – uh, almost perfect so far in the golf season with only hitting uh with only having one loss and I'm con- trying to think of a tribute to Alex who is now up 36 units in the NBA after a 5 and 0 night but I'm still working on that in my mind.
1: That is unbelievable. Uh Proppy, can you confirm or deny was it 5 and 0 last night in the NBA? It was 5-0 and last
3: night in the NBA. I had a couple of uh, really good beats, I would say. I like to make sure I highlight those because I know that uh, people are quick to kind of uh, dwell on tough losses. So, yeah, things are going well in the NBA. I'm stoked. I'm fired up and, uh, yeah, ready to break this uh, slate down.
1: All right, well, we got to get to our official picks. Before that, we're going to get to some marquee matchups in the NFL, actually, in terms of props. But let me just say this before we talk about these three props up here. Don't forget when we give you the recap screen, that's only a part of the story, right? Because Alex just told you Proppy just told you that he was five and zero on the site yesterday in his sports line article. So again, some of those picks are on the show. But if you want all of the picks, you got to be on sports line. So that's just a disclaimer for those of you that are kind of jumping into this show. Maybe you're new to the show and you don't realize there's way more picks on SportsLine than we have on Early Edge. Happy to go 4 and 2, much happier to go 5 and 0 with SportsLine picks. All right. Speaking of 5 and 0 or a team that really has the talent to be anything and know, uh, because I think this San Francisco 49ers team is the best team in the NFL. We've got some receiving props we wanted to go through with the San Francisco 49ers specifically. And it's partly because we have this Debo Samuel news where, in my opinion, and we can all speak to this, Buckets in particular, I don't think Debo Samuel's going to play. That's just what I'm speculating right now. And even if he does, I I don't think he's really going to be as involved as as San Francisco would want him to be. With that in mind, and Maestro, I'm going to start with you. We've got a pretty inflated prop with with all of these guys, but it's for good reason. Brandon Ayuk 80 and a half here at Bed MGM, George Kittle 60 and a half yards at Bed MGM and Christian McCaffrey, we're talking receiving yards here, 37 and a half yards. What's your take on any of these three? Do you like an under a lot? Do you like an over a lot?
0: I can't go on any of these guys, given that the Lions have given up at least 345 passing yards the past five games. And now you're taking out potentially taking out Debo Samuel who did not practice yesterday was sprinting, but supposedly still in a lot of pain. You know, they haven't posted Jawan Jennings. That's going to be really interesting when they try to come up with a number for him, but I'm already on record from the NFL show that we recorded on Tuesday with Christian McCaffrey over 37 and a half, the two games, that he played when Debo didn't play, sixty-one yards, no, sixty-four receiving yards and fifty-one receiving yards. And even if Debo plays, we do expect him to be somewhat limited. Uh, so I definitely love CMC over. And on this track, on this uh, slate, I would go with Ayuk, but I may go on catches. You can get plus one twenty five at over five and a half catches. You just look at what number one wideouts have done uh, to the to the Lions lately. Uh, Mike Evans uh, absolutely went off. They've all been going off, but I kind of like the the receptions a little bit better than the than the yards.
1: By the way, Maestro, speaking of your show uh, yesterday, CID is in the chat. He says, Larry, great NFL show yesterday. I believe that was you, Mike McClure and RJ White. That is in everybody's feed right now. It's in your podcast feed. Uh, It's up on YouTube. So check that show out because they go through all of their angles. And you know you're going to have some unique angles when you got Maestro, RJ White and Mike McClure on the same show. If memory serves, there was some KC talk from Mike McClure that was very convincing, Maestro. And there was some talk. On the Baltimore Ravens, uh, that was very convincing too. And that's just one of the games, the game that we're not talking about right now. But again, that one's in your feed. I highly encourage you to watch that. All right, Proppy, let's talk about this because one thing people should know, because a lot of times when I look at this yardage for the primary receivers, and Maestro said it, Juwan Jennings, he's not out. Ray Ray McLeod, he'll probably have a prop. You know, I don't know if Ronnie Bell's going to be active, but there are some receivers where the props aren't out yet. But when you look at the passing yards prop for Brock Purdy, I mean, everybody should know what that prop is when you're looking at receiving yards. That's, that's one thing you want to cross-reference. It's around 275 yards. So it does make sense that the lion's share would go to these three. But with all that said, these are inflated to some degree because of the Debo factor. For me, the one that I think I'm looking at the most, believe it or not, is the inflated yards of George Kittle. I, I kind of like the over there, even though it's kind of high. What do you like out of these three guys?
3: Yeah, first and foremost, these lines would not be this high if Debo Samuel was going to play. So I think you can basically count on him being inactive for this game. These lines would look differently, uh, even if he was going to be active in a decoy role. Uh, But, yeah, they they make sense considering the opponent Detroit being a significant pass funnel. They bleed a tremendous amount of production uh, to opposing number one wide receivers as well. I believe it's either four or five consecutive games that a wide receiver, the wide receiver one, has gone for at least 145 yards against this Detroit pass defense which has really struggled they just don't double team opposing number one wide receivers uh and then without Debo Samuel on the field that just really condenses the target distribution that much more so this does really set up nicely for Brandon Ayuk to have a big game I also think George Kittle can go over this total as well considering uh how poor Detroit is against opposing tight ends uh how difficult it is for them to cover the middle of the field And then uh, furthermore, if we look at George Kittle's home and road splits, he has been extremely productive at home this season, where he just tends to play well in these high-leverage spots. Uh, my one concern would be Brian Branch, really Detroit's best defensive back. He may have the duty uh, of picking up George Kittle for this game. He has proven to be uh, an all-pro caliber, or at least a pro-bowl caliber player as a rookie. Uh, but, yeah, like Brandon, Ayuk quite a bit. I think, I think honestly, all three of these guys can go over these totals uh, without Debo because just the three of them are going to be funneled a tremendous amount of targets.
1: I personally rank it Ayuk Kittle. McCaffrey in that order though very interesting buckets I'm going to come to you in a second I need you to pick one of these guys for an over and an or and under but did you catch what what said in in the middle of that soliloquy it was beautiful he said furthermore if you want to catch a little bit more of the furthermore Proppy, this question is for you before I go to buckets you have a show tomorrow at four o'clock correct (laughs)
3: I do indeed, but we'll be breaking down both these games uh, at length, and we'll be discussing, obviously, uh, almost a full hour of props. So, yeah, can't wait to do that with Uncle Dave Richard and uh, EC as well.
1: Uncle Dave Richard. And by the way, speaking of props, I'll be on live with Meg Schaup and, of course, Mike McClure at 11 o'clock this morning on the Fantasy Football Today channel. Uh, we're going to be talking DFS, but a lot of that talk is going to be prop related as well. So we've got a lot of programming here at CBS, CBS Sports this morning and, of course, Friday at four o'clock for the Prop Show with Prop Stars. All right, Buckets, I got to ask you, Brandon Ayuk over or under, George Kittle over or under, Christian McCaffrey over or under, pick one of these guys and tell me whether it's going to go over or under on their receiving yards.
2: See, I didn't understand a single word that any of you just said (laughs) over the last five minutes. It felt like you guys were speaking Portuguese. I was trying to do my best to listen and to learn, and I listened and learned absolutely nothing. So without knowing anything that you guys just said and really just kind of doing my own thing here, I'm taking all three of these guys to go under, I think that was in line with what Proppy said. But again, I'm not positive. (laughs) Give me the under on all three of these bad boys.
1: You know what I'm really worried about? I'm really worried about that Buckets is going to be right. That we're going to see like a couple of defensive touchdowns early from the 49ers. And it's going to be the Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell show for three quarters. I like, listen, I'm telling you. buckets has this nailed somehow and it's very frustrating (laughs) all right let's go to uh, listen we got to go to a sport that buckets actually uh knows we're going to go to soccer (laughs) yeah i know he's 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 breathing out for a couple reasons one is because he's he's trying to negotiate the the button and also because we're actually going to go to soccer in a second but before we do that let's hear a break from our partners Snug, the cat says. Whatever Bucket says, bet it, and we will see you at the pay window party at the pay window, indeed. All right. Well, Buckets, that may be true uh, with the NFL, but we got soccer, we got the pitch, and you got a pick. So let's hear it.
2: We definitely have a pick here, Sia. Also, by the way, you should try rocking a chain with the button up. I feel like it adds a nice little aesthetic here that maybe (laughs) I'm rocking it better than you now. I'm just saying. But we got to focus on the pitch. Listen, everybody. Atletico Madrid will be hosting Sevilla in the quarterfinal of the Copa del Rey this afternoon at 3 p.m. And with the format change that we have seen towards this competition this season, we are seeing goals flying everywhere. It feels like every single match is ending 4-2, 5-1, 3-2. We are just... All over the place with goals because it is a single leg. And this afternoon, you know, we have to back Los Rojiblancos as they take on Sevilla because Atletico Madrid, as we've talked about before on the show at home, when they're playing at Los Metropolitano Stadium, this is a team that you do not bet against. Atletico Madrid has not lost at home across all competitions in over 380 days right now. This is the team that just knocked off Real Madrid 4-2. This is the team that has just defeated everybody in their path, regardless of if it's a cup game, a league game, a friendly. It does not matter. Meanwhile, Sevilla, one of the staples of La Liga, one of the biggest teams with the most heritage in all of Spain, look terrible right now. They are 17th on the table fighting a relegation battle. This is not a club that has time to focus about the Copa del Rey can focus on silverware. They need to focus on staying up at the top flight. So I think Atletico Madrid win this game, and I think it's going to be a very ugly victory for the host. I'm taking Atletico Madrid on the money line parlayed with over one and a half goals at minus 145. I know this is a little bit of juice, but this is a game to where Atletico Madrid could end up winning this 3-1-4-1. So if you want to get that to even odds, just replace that over 1.5
1: with over 2.5. I think both of them have a pretty good shot at happening here. See ya. All right, we can take the mu- minus one forty-five, or we can get it up to two and a half, and take the even better price. Uh, absolutely love that, buckets. And by the way, uh, Chris Kish dropping some golf knowledge in the chat. If you follow Chris Kish, I think it's at Bench Captain. I think you have been dropping some uh, golf knowledge on your Twitter profile. So uh, good for you. Uh, it's all good stuff. I- I'd like to say, I'd like to think you're learning from the best here. But I know you got some quality picks out there, and that was a quality comment. Um, Suki MMA says only defense lawyers dress like that. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I was a civil defense lawyer for whatever that's worth. Maybe you change your mind as opposed to a criminal defense lawyer. Uh, all right. Uh, CID, by the way, he says um, Detroit better learn clock management as much flack as Tampa is getting for not calling the timeout that they should have called, obviously, at the end of the game. What was Detroit doing? Like, what 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 was Dan Campbell doing uh, w- with the, the kneel uh, when he could have uh, him and Jared Goff could have waited a little bit longer? Hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about here. All right. Let's get to golf. Yeah. Buckets shakes his head. Uh, Let's get to to, to Chris Kish content, right? Because he's dropping golf knowledge. I'm going to drop some golf knowledge. We're going to try to keep this round matchups thing going. Like Larry said, I've only lost one of these on the entire year so far. Now, I know it's still January, but we're still what in our fourth tournament now. I've only lost one round matchup. We're going to try to keep that streak going. I like Adam Shank today. Uh, Adam Shank uh, on the north course. He's minus 110. And listen, this is more of a fa- I like Adam Shank, but this is more of a fade on Francesco Molinari and Ryan Brem. I don't think these guys can really compete. First of all, Adam Shank, he's put up a good score already. Uh, he's been good on this course in the past. And we know him as as a birdie maker, as a guy who can really run up the birdies. We don't know that about Francesco Molinari. Francesco Molinari, quite frankly, hasn't been good for quite a few years. The last time he was even like a top 10 or top 20 finisher, I believe it was January 2022 at the Czech Masters, if memory serves. As far as Ryan Brem, first of all, this is not a good course fit for him, at least not the course he's going to be on today. And he has been very bad. And if you look at their stats from yesterday, because we did have stats from the south course, we did have shot link at the south course. We didn't have it at the north course. So we do have the benefit of stats from all three of these guys. Shank was pretty good. Francesco Molinari really did all of his damage with the putter in terms of gaining with the putter, but nowhere else. And Ryan Brem was pretty bad across the board, as we we would expect. So I think this is a really good price. This was, I think, plus 100 yesterday or minus 105. It's crept up to minus 110, minus 115 in some places, because I think people are seeing – You know, listen, we got Adam Shank is a pretty good golfer against two guys that haven't really shown us anything for a while. So this is creeping up to minus 115, even if it's minus 120, you're okay with it. Um, Adam Shank, round two, three ball. I think this begins in about three hours. You may as well get it in now because this is likely going to become a popular play. All right. That's my golf pick. Let's hit that one, too. And by the way, we got a sports line site play before we get to Proppy's plays and before we get to Maestro's plays. So let me give out. A hockey play. You guys are always clamoring for Griffin. We had him on the show. What was it yesterday? Oh, no, two days ago. Well, we've got a site play here Predators Money Line, another plus money play, plus 114. This one's from Jeff Hockman, uh, Predators at the Wild. This is an eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time start, and we've got the Predators Money Line at plus 114. All right, we got to get to Proppy. We got to get to Maestro. But before we do that, oh, Buckets, go ahead. Real quick here, see if you got
2: a sec. What was your pick again? Can you repeat it one more time? Yes, for the golf,
1: Adam Shank in a round two three ball at minus one ten versus okay. Esco Molinari and Ryan
2: Brem. I thought you said Ryan Brem. Maybe it's the fact that I'm rocking the button up and I'm feeling my Sia kind of ego bouncing around while I'm going here. But there is no way that Ryan Brem is going to beat. I can't even remember the names. Ryan Shank. Maybe sounds right to me. Doesn't matter. Sia. I want the showdown. Give me all the money. Give me all the smoke here because your golf rampage ends today. If you accept, of course,
1: I 100% accept this showdown, but hold on. Okay. So you just say, just so you know, because I want to make sure you know the rules you get Mm -hmm. Ryan Brem and you get Francesco Molinari. I just want, because you only mentioned Ryan Brem. I just want you to know you get the benefit of two golfers. I get okay. and, and I, I get Adam Shank at minus minus one ten. So it's basically like an even money proposition. You get two, I get one. Uh, the only thing
0: left to say uh, listen, is, Jake, is: Will you... buckets take a double showdown? Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> I, uh, and first I, of all, it is so great to see you feeling good, looking good. You have been under the weather for so long, and I just love seeing you in a good mood and a good place. But I do want to take advantage of that.
2: <laughs> Larry said, "I'm so happy you're healthy." Now, give me some money, Larry. I'm going to disappoint you. I've only got money for, to lose one showdown here today, but we'll Fair keep not. an open mind here because in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, I bet we'll have some kind of showdown coming up here soon. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah, go
1: ahead, you do it. I was not expecting that. And you know, this is really, uh, probably shaking his head. You know what this is a product of? This is like two or three weeks ago, I mentioned how hot buckets was in soccer, <laughs> like a little bit of a cold streak. And he basically blamed me for the jinx factor. So now he's coming, he's coming right back at me. But I don't think, I think this, this, force field at least for now that i have up in in pga round matchups i think it's impenetrable and i don't mind saying that i don't mind quote jinxing myself because remember two weeks ago i tried to do the same thing or i i put that out there in the universe to jinx myself and uh it didn't work I, i kept i kept rolling with the pga stuff so all right by the way speaking of pga where can you bet some of these pga bets or nba bets or nfl bets if I've told you once, I've told you 158 times. You bet MGM customers can sign up today and get $158 in bonus bets just place a bonus wager of at least five bucks. And you will receive $158 instantly in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE158. That's EDGE158. All right. I've, I've held out property long enough. I've held out Maestro long enough. But you know when I do that, what I really mean. I mean, we're going to get to them. But we just got to hear one quick message from our partners real quick. And Bradley, ja- Bradley Jacobs says buckets must be backed by BlackRock with all of these showdowns. I- I'll tell you what, he's probably backed by just taking prop stars NBA place. If I'm being honest, I-, I think that's where he's getting this influx of cash. Five and zero in the NBA last night, Proppy. Let's try to go two and zero on the early edge. What are your picks?
3: We're going to do our best. See uh, Yeah, I'm going to fade a couple of big men tonight. Uh, first, we're going to start with Julius Randle going under 39 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Julius Randle is playing really good basketball. Right now, but this is just a really tough matchup against the Denver Nuggets. Denver plays at the third; they're last in the NBA, thirtieth in pace of play. New York Knicks are twenty seventh. This is two of the slowest teams uh, facing off. So we're going to see a lot of half court offense here. But the really, the real reason I like fading Julius Randle tonight is he is going to be guarded by Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is is just a stopper. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, The results and stats certainly reflect this. He is the best on-ball defender in the NBA right now, uh, especially if we're talking about opposing forwards. He basically shuts down whoever he is tasked with guarding. He's always guarding the opposing team's uh, number one scoring threat on the wing, which is obviously Julius Randle for the Knicks. If you look at Julius Randle's head-to-head matchups against Aaron Gordon, he has really struggled uh, from the field facing Aaron Gordon. So, I'm going to take the under here points, rebounds, and assists. Unsurprisingly, the Nuggets surrender some of the fewest production to opposing power forwards because that is who Aaron Gordon primarily defends. And then I'm going to fade Nikola Vucevic of the Chicago Bulls, their starting center, under 35 and a half points rebounds and assists again another big number for Vucevic he's been playing fairly well the Bulls have actually been playing good basketball ever since Zach Levine uh, has been on the shelf but that's really been a byproduct uh, of Kobe White uh, DeMar DeRozan Alex Caruso those guys Uh, Vucevic uh, I just think this is a tough matchup for him facing the Lakers really is going to be guarded by Anthony Davis who, if you look at the defensive player of the year candidate uh, or awards right now he's third uh, as far as the odds are concerned. So he's having a great defensive season. I like his chances of really slowing down Vucevic. I also like the fact that Chicago, Andre Drummond is playing well. He plays uh, big minutes behind Vucevic. Uh, who they never share the court because of spacing issues together either. So could see uh, the... Uh, Bulls opt to go with a lot of Andre Drummond tonight but either way I think Anthony Davis will slow down Nikola Vucevic and 35 and a half PRA is a big number
1: so I'm going to fade both of these guys what I feel like are really tough matchups all right we got two sharp unders Uh, before we get to Maestro's play buckets I do have a question from Nick he says what about BTTS on Atletico Sevilla any thoughts there
2: It's not my favorite look in this match. If I was looking for some better value, I would actually take something like Atletico Madrid to score in both halves, for instance, is plus 115. Atletico Madrid is not the best defensively, but Sevilla just isn't in the right mindset right now to have to play at a stadium like this.
1: Fair enough. And by the way, there is some question. I got some questions on Twitter and I see it right now from Nick. You running back the Jaeger three ball So, and and Taylor jumps in, he says, careful running golf plays back from yesterday because they are rotating courses, right? They go Jaeger. In this case, he goes from the South course to the North course. Part of the reason I liked that bet uh, against Buckley and Ben Martin is because the South course is so much more difficult and it really catered to Steven Jaeger's game. I do expect him to win that three ball on the north course, but I actually don't think the edge is as much because it's an easier course, and a lot of these lesser guys can really get hot with the birdies just like Steven Yeager can. So while I would certainly lean that way, and if you already made that bet, I'm okay with it, um, but the edge there really was at the south course in terms of that Yeager three ball, not necessarily on the north course. So I lean that way. Um, It's just not something I'm going to make an official play, something I certainly looked at. All right, Maestro, I'm looking at a college basketball pick. I'm looking at an NFL prop. Can I just share a quick story? Go for it. So, and, Maestro, this is for you. It's college basketball related. I really liked Seton Hall yesterday, minus four. And I didn't make it an official play because, frankly, I didn't have time to do the research as I was doing uh, research on golf and in, in NFL. So, I, unfortunately, I didn't give it out as an official play. But I really liked them, minus four. And this really made me mad. It felt like an NBA um, thing. And maybe some people in the chat got stuck with this because Seton Hall, minus four against Providence without Hopkins, made so much sense. Well, uh, Kadari Richmond, Seton Hall's best player, he comes out for warmups. He seems fine. No injury designation, no questionable tag, nothing like that. And then he just sits the whole game. Like, he he sat the whole game and Seton Hall doesn't cover. they, They outright lose to Providence. I was extremely disappointed because I've never seen that really happen in college basketball where there's no injury talk or anything, and the best player on Seton Hall sits out. I don't know why I'm sharing that story with you. I mean, it just seems like... I hope this NBA frustration doesn't spill over to college basketball where some of this stuff starts happening. But anyway, sorry, you got a college basketball pick and an NFL pick.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you because I I was seeing the tumult on Twitter about that. And I did jump on uh, Providence when I saw that he was out uh, personally, but it was it was close to tip off at that point. But, yeah, I'm going back to the well with UNC Wilmington. This is a team I've been looking at back, seven seniors or graduate students, a very veteran team, Two straight years they've lost in the conference tournament finals. This is their chance to get back, win that tournament, and get to the NCAA tournament. Started off with two tough road losses in the conference. They also played Arkansas and Kentucky, beat Kentucky, but now they're on a real roll after those two conference losses. Four straight wins. They just knocked off Charleston, the team that they have had trouble getting over the hump on. Now they're on the road against a pretty solid Northeastern team. I got this at two and a half last night on Sportsline. I'm seeing threes. I'm seeing three and a half. I will not go high higher than three and a half with the Seahawks but they have a very veteran team and they have a KJ Jenkins a transfer who's really lighting it up so I'm going to keep playing the Seahawks in the right spots I hope tonight is one of those and then with the Chiefs Ravens Mike McDonald is going to not take away Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey but he will have a good plan for them I think some of the other guys namely Justin Watson, are gonna step up and do something. They're not gonna go off or anything, but this guy went over this number of 14 and a half yards in 12 out of 15 regular season games, and I'm throwing out week 18 because it was meaningless. Then last week, he only gets one target, no catches, but you gotta remember the Chiefs only ran 47 plays. They only threw the ball 23 times. Patrick Mahomes, uh, attempts prop is 36 and a half for this game. So if we get 30 passes or more, I'm very, very confident that Justin Watson can make one grab. Usually he's very, he's downfield. So he can do this in one grab. He might get three targets. He might even get four. I love Justin Watson to cash this prop.
1: Yeah, this one makes a lot of sense. I like that. And by the way, big cheesy says uh, I love maestro's wells when he goes back <laughs> to the wells uh, and, and specifically with UNC well mington oh, please ah, sorry sorry about that i workshopped it in my head for all of like 15 seconds and i knew it probably wasn't gonna go well i'm getting booze from buckets uh goat said fool before we hit the recap screen he says what do you think about nikolai hoigard over vince whaley and will gordon in a three ball match I actually don't like that especially now that he's going over to the north course where he doesn't have as much of an advantage over those two guys and for the record I'm kind of big on Vincent Whaley lately. You might have heard me uh, mention him a couple of weeks ago. I think Vince Whaley has a shot to actually be good on tour this year. Uh, Will Gordon, decent course fit on the north course. I'd probably stay away from from the hot hand from yesterday on the south course, which, of course, was Nikolai Hoygaard, who, by the way, was at minus five. And the first round leader that I chose for you at 35 to one was Steven Yeager. He parred the par five 18th hole. Otherwise, he would have had a split uh, for the first round leader with Hoygaard and Nick Harding. All right, that's enough golf. Let's get the recap screen up here. Ladies and gentlemen, we got buckets at Letico Madrid money line plus over one and a half at minus 145. He told you if you want to get a better number, you might want to put that up to two and a half. Your choice on the risk on that one. Farmers Insurance round two. I've got Adam Shank minus 110 over Molinari and Ryan Brem. And then prop stars Vucevic under 35 and a half points, rebounds and assists at minus 120. And Julius Randle under 39 and a half. Points, rebounds, and assists at minus 118. Two unders there, two sharp unders from our sharp NBA better. UNC Wilmington minus two and a half from the Maestro and Justin Watson over 14 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 119. And the site play, we got some hockey for you. It's the Predators money line at plus money again, plus 114. Ladies and gentlemen. What a show. We hit you with as many picks as we could. We previewed a little bit of what you're going to see on the prop show with Proppy Dave Richard and of course, EC tomorrow at four o'clock. We're going to have way more props for you on sports line. Of course, way more NFL discussion on Sportsline and on the early edge. We got a lot of programming for you coming up, but for the here and now we are done on behalf of buckets on behalf of the sports line site and their site plays, which have been really good on behalf of the maestro prop stars. And of course, Jake the snake on the ones and twos and threes and fours. I'm the counselor of cash. This is the early edge and we rest our case.